Hi everyone and welcome to East Redland Anglican. Today we are celebrating the solemnity of St Peter and St Paul, which is usually on the 29th of June, but we're celebrating it today, this 27th of June uh, 2021. Today we're coming from St Paul's at Cleveland and we'll be talking about uh, the differences between Peter and Paul and how their encounter with Christ changed and transformed their lives to be the apostles that they became. So sit back and enjoy today's sermon. The Lord be with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John chapter 21 beginning at verse 15. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter felt hurt because he had said to, said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you please be seated? One of Aesop's fables tells of a cat who fell in love with a young man. The cat showed love and affection to the young man, but the man did not return the love. So the cat, broken-hearted, went to ask for help from the goddess Venus, and the goddess of love and beauty changed the cat into a beautiful young woman. The man fell in love with the cat-slash-woman, and they were married and became very happy. Now, the goddess had a nagging question whether the change to the cat's form and shape had changed its nature. So Venus let a mouse loose in the house. The girl pounced on it and ate it, much to the dismay of the man. And since the cat had now revealed its true, unchanged nature, the goddess restored things as they were. Now, today we keep the feast of Peter and Paul, and like the cat in Aesop's fable, they both underwent great changes. Simon Peter was a fisherman on the Sea of Galilee, probably running a small business with a few boats with his brother Andrew. A simple, regular, practical, down-to-earth, and for all intents and purposes, uncomplicated lifestyle. He probably spoke the local Aramaic language with a strong Galilean dialect, and probably had enough Greek to help him buy at the nearby market or at the pub, 
and with King Herod's tax men. By total contrast, Paul, our patron here in this centre, is a cultivated man. He's a citizen of the major provincial town of Tarsus, and he's also a Roman citizen, which is quite something when citizenship was not an automatic privilege in that world. And we know by his letters that he thinks and speaks fluently in Greek. He has had the equivalent of a university education in Jerusalem under the guidance of one of the greatest rabbis, Gamaliel, and Gamaliel's family were a family of great rabbis that served Israel for over 200 years. Noting these significant differences between the two, there is nothing in Peter and Paul's lives that gave them any natural affinity or basis for friendship or any indication that their paths should have crossed. Peter could have remained a fisherman who probably would have raised his sons as fishermen after him. Paul, a noted Pharisee and zealous rabbi who could, pro who, who could probably have remained as an assistant to the high priest, as certainly his promising career might have been pointing towards. All of that is true until our Lord entered directly into their lives and changed and transformed them. Now, they didn't get changed and transformed like the cat in Aesop's fable, which was an outward appearance only, but for Peter and Paul, there's the inner transformation of their lives. So this fisherman starts to think beyond the size and price of mullet and the GST on fishing nets. He becomes a true theologian, that is, a theologian of the experience that's directly before him, asking those questions. Who is this man? What is this man? Christ takes him beyond boats and fishing nets into a direct knowledge of the heart, an experience of his intellect and the kingdom of heaven. And click, suddenly, the breakthrough that bursts upon his whole consciousness. And we have those words from Peter, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And suddenly humanity's knowledge and understanding of God changes and takes another step forward. And the same is true of Paul, except his experience is going to be much more painful. Painful because everything that he has been taught and everything he has learnt, everything that his whole life is pointing towards, suddenly collapses as he meets the one he denies. When Paul falls from his horse, it's not only Paul, it's his whole world that drops off the horse with him. Now, Paul speaks well for himself and for Peter as well, for that matter, when he says, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, and this is a major transformation for Paul. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel preached by me is not of human origin. For I did not receive it from a human being, nor was I taught it. But it came through a revelation of Jesus Christ. What a major change for someone whose whole existence for some time there was persecuting Christ's church. But this is why we call our faith the apostolic faith. It's made up, it's not made up by human beings. It comes from the direct, personal, living experience of the first apostolic witnesses. And the Holy Spirit lets us enter into that same ageless, timeless experience that transformed Peter and Paul and 
transforms us as well. And that's the key here. In Aesop's pessimistic fable, nothing actually changes. The inner disposition of the cat-slatched girl, whatever you want to, whatever you want to put, however you want to put that, doesn't change. It's only the outer form. But in Christian faith, it's not change we talk about, rather it's transformation. Or if we could put it another way, it's the transfiguration of our lives. Peter remains that same practical fisherman with all his faults and foibles. Remembering this is the person who denied Jesus three times. So this practical, but this practical fisherman now is fishing for souls for the kingdom. This no-nonsense apostle who keeps the church together through his rock-like solid qualities. Remember what Jesus says, you are the rock on which I found my church. And that influence has influenced the church for centuries. And Paul still remains the theologian and thinker that he always was, but now he's Christ's theologian. Paul can think through the ramifications of what's just happened to him and then he can explain it all over the place. And people who have never met Jesus suddenly become his disciples. It's worth thinking about the influence of Paul in the church. Uh, much of the evangelization of the early church is Paul's evangelization. We're still impacted by Paul. How much of the New Testament is made up of Paul's letters? Well, we could get into a whole rift about which ones are genuinely Paul and which ones aren't, but we're not going to do that. There is so much influence from Paul, even today. The Christian faith, life in Christ, whatever you want to call it, is not becoming something you are not. That is to say, we are not cats being changed into effigies of male and female perfection. Rather, what we are is human beings, but becoming more truly ourselves, becoming more human in the process of transformation and transfiguration. So Peter and Paul don't stop being who they are, but with Christ, in him, with him, through him, become more truly who and what they are. A never-ending process of growing and maturing into the image, the identity and the likeness of Christ. Paul expressed it like this, and each of us, with our unveiled faces, like mirrors reflecting the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into his image that we reflect in brighter and brighter glory. So as the veils come down, we reflect God's glory and we're being transformed more and more and reflecting that glory in brighter and brighter ways. Now, Anglicans celebrate the saints, but we don't do it because of some sort of Anglo-Catholic high church silliness, and I'm not suggesting that it is silly anyway, but we do it as a celebration of the concrete and real truth of the gospel. And that truth is that it changes and transforms lives into the image of Christ, and the saints, in that respect, are the proof of Christ's pudding. And like the saints, like Peter and Paul, at some point in our journeys with the Lord, we need to say yes to Christ. And then we need to struggle with that yes. 
But if we remain in our yes, despite our failures and our slip-ups, then even the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That brings our podcast to an end for this week. If there's anything more you'd like to know about the parish, you can always check us out at our website, which is www.eastredlandanglican.com.au. You'll be able to find lots of links there to our Facebook page, to our Vimeo and YouTube channels, and to our Apple Podcast channel. You'll be able to go through the website there and find out any other information you want to know about our service times or baptisms and confirmations and things like that. Um, So check us out there, um, have a look, and if there's anything you need, please don't hesitate to send us an email or give us a call. Um, And we look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.